0: Hi friends and welcome back. How are you doing this week? You'll be pleased to know I'm going to keep my chatting short <laughs> for this conversation, um, partly to keep the length of the episode down because it's a really amazing in-depth conversation that I have with Philippa and wanting you to really enjoy that and to be mindful of your time and also because we have some gorgeous sunshine at the moment and. Um, I want to sit outside and enjoy some of it with a cup of tea before it before it all goes away. So I, I just want to quickly, before we dive into this conversation, say a massive thank you to Sarah and Nate who joined us last week uh, for those conversations. And yeah, today with Philippa, we're talking about life lessons, about picking yourself up and, and basically rebuilding your life when everything feels like it has fallen apart um and maybe has as well as just feeling like it and I think that is a message that a lot of us uh, could really benefit from hearing maybe with how the last year or so has been so that's it for me for now I'll be back at the end but let's dive into this conversation with Philippa hi everyone and I'm really happy to welcome Philippa to the podcast today so Philippa welcome and if you could tell us a little bit about yourself Hi Hannah,
1: thank you for inviting me. I'm delighted to be here today. So I'm Philippa Constable and I live just outside of Bristol and we knew each other through networking. And so I'm here to have a chat with you about a number of things. Um, what else can I tell you about myself? So I'm a, a business owner, a mother of two adult children and... I've come from the Bristol area, I've lived here, uh, I was born in Clevedon, I was brought up just outside of Bristol and lived here till I was 19 and then spent some time in London and then I, well I say spent some time in London, probably 20 years, (laughs) it's quite a long time actually, and then I went and lived in New Zealand and then I came back to the UK back in 2005. So I've been back here, it has been my 16th year back, um, and I moved back to just outside of Bristol where I was brought up, really. So I come full circle, and I um, absolutely love the West Country. But yeah, that's pretty much a little bit of a roundup of who I am, where I
0: live, what I do. Yeah, awesome. It's, it's lovely to obviously see you again. We, I see you quite often, as you said, networking, and we'll talk about networking, I'm, I'm sure, later on. But yeah, I'd, I'd love to know, um, we're, we're, I think we're talking today kind of generally about life lessons and and things that we can learn through our lives through experiences that sometimes are really positive experience but sometimes are really challenging experiences and I mean we can dive in wherever you'd like but I know when you came back to the UK that was a really uh, difficult time for you.
1: Yes it, it probably I would probably say it's probably um, as the Queen said one year and anus Horribles or whatever it was as <laughs> she said our uh, yeah, it was probably one of the worst times for me personally on lots of levels because I had been living in New Zealand. Just to give you a bit of backstory, I immigrated out there with my husband and my two young children who were, I think, about six and three at the time. And we went out there in a bit of a dream to sort of, you know, experience the world and live in another country and have some adventure and you know, just do something that would really light us up. Um, Now, I'll be really truthful here that before we left, we were having some difficulties in our marriage and actually we very nearly didn't get on the plane. Um, But our house had been packed up. We sold our house and the container had been taken away and it got off to the ship and it was on its way over to New Zealand before we even got on our plane. And we did sit down and have a conversation about shall we or shan't we still go but we bought one-way ticket to New Zealand um, for the family and our worldly goods were already on the way there so we kind of felt we'd reached a point with no return really you know we'd only we would we so committed we, and we'd gone through two years of getting a working visa to be living out there for the next three years in fact it was a business visa that we got in on not working visas so we were so committed so we decided let's We've got to do this. Let's do this, and we'll fix things when we get there. So um, that's what we did. So we went out there, and we made a life for ourselves in New Zealand. The kids went to schools there, and um, my husband built a business, and I got myself a, a good job out there. And yeah, we made lots of good friends, and really settled into the Kiwi way of life, which we both loved. Also, I thought, and so sort of two and a half years into living in New Zealand, we had had some counselling, marriage guidance counselling, and things were not still 100%. We were working on it and I thought, well, what marriage doesn't need a bit of help every now and again, you know, when you've got two young children and all sorts of different pressures on you then, you know, I'm one of those people where you work on things, you know, I'm a very loyal person and that was my belief at the time that we'll figure it out you know we'll figure this out so it was a bit of a shock when one day um you know he told around and said that's it really um I'm I think it's finished and I'm over and I don't love you that's basically the bottom line so he left the marriage and um it obviously left me pretty devastated and also a long way from you know my support my real support network my friend my long-term friends my people that I you know my closest friends and my family were in the UK and I'm in New Zealand so that was quite tough. Um, My knee jerk reaction was to come back and I did for about a month for Christmas and New Year um, and then I went back to New Zealand and I really didn't know what to do. I didn't know I was beginning to sort of make a life for myself with the kids in New Zealand. I loved the lifestyle and I had some really great friends out there who were just amazing and really supported me through what I was going through. And so for it took me about, ooh, about eight, nine months of what do I do? What, what do I do? Do I stay or do I go back to the UK? Um, and also during that time, I didn't know what my husband was going to do. So it was a bit tricky because we weren't really... Communicating particularly well at that point, um, so I got lots of advice, and I just was listening to lots of people. I was getting some help, um, counselling help, and various um, advice. But in the end, actually, what the decision was taken away from me. I did actually decide I wanted to stay. I made that decision right. I, I think I, I think I can do this. I think I'm going to make a go of this. I think I can get through this, and I think this is where I'd like to bring up my kids. This is where I want to make my life and. Um, I made that decision to stay. But then I came across a big problem with emigration. And it meant I actually couldn't stay. And I was forced out of the country because the visa that we went in on was in my husband's name. And he decided to leave the country and came back to live in the UK and forced my hand so I couldn't stay. And i did, I wasn't there in my own right as Philippa constable. It wasn't you know the visa was in his name, and okay, me and the kids were underneath the visa, but we were there under a business visa, and his the business was him and his business, and actually he's not even in the country, so actually that made a laughing stock of it all. and they wouldn't give us permanent residency despite the fact we'd been living there for three years, so that was really tough, so we literally were given. I think two weeks ago we got to a point we became overstayers by the way I got some really bad immigration advice from a guy who's a consultant who said I'll help you no not random person don't get me wrong I was recommended him by various people I was put in touch with this guy who thought he could help me and he thought he would have some inside information with immigration and things like that so um that sounds a bit dodgy I don't mean it like that at all (laughs) And I got so this this chat was on my helping me with my case and helping me with the communicating with immigration to see they could find a way and I even went to my local MP and the people I was working for my bosses they wanted me to say they didn't want me to go um and it was just it was crazy that we couldn't stay. You know, the kids even had a Kiwi accent by this time, and you know, our life was there, and we hadn't cost them anything. If anything, we invested in property in the place, and you know, I was earning and paying taxes, and we 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 were settled. And then to be told, sorry, no, you don't tick all the boxes. Off you go. Um, and by the way, you have two weeks to leave the country. So it was um, a very stressful time and it was um I've realized now how why it was so stressful and I think when all your choices are taken away from you it leaves you feeling quite powerless you know you feel quite vulnerable you feel that this is not my choice I haven't chosen for this to happen I didn't choose for my marriage to break down and my husband to leave me and for me to have to leave this country this was not my choice this is not what I wanted so um when we did come back and we landed in Heathrow Airport and I was walking through to the uh, arrivals uh, where my father was meeting me with a a car ready to take us back home. You know, I was walking towards him holding my kids' hands each side and thinking what an absolute failure (laughs) that my life had come to this and um, yeah, I would say that my my self-esteem, my self-worth was probably pretty much on the floor at that moment in time. So it was really, really difficult. And, um, you know, driving back from Heathrow Airport back to where my parents live, just outside of Bristol, knowing that I was basically moving back in with my mum and dad at the age of 40 with two children um, didn't, feel, you know, didn't feel great. I have to say, though, now I look back differently at that because of the perspective of it at the time when you're in it. You just feel hopeless. You just feel you're in a bit of a basket case. You know, I kept thinking what people think of me. Um, you know, all these things worry you. And um, now I look back and I just so grateful that I have the most supportive and loving family around me. That was I was lucky. I had that family. That had that my dad that could pick me up. I had somewhere to go. I had people who cared about me. So I sort of see it very differently now. But at the time I probably I probably couldn't really even see that because I was in too much pain myself. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. Well, and, and so, thank you for sharing and such a difficult experience. Cause I imagine when you were going out to New Zealand and and yes, things weren't perfect in your marriage, but it was that new adventure, you had your family, you had all of that. And then coming home, it was your your marriage had broken down, losing the job that you really enjoyed having to leave your country suddenly and such a change. And even just one of those things would have a massive impact on how you're feeling, but to have all of them. Um, yeah. sounds like a really, really tough time. And but great that you can now look back on it with that, that perspective, like you said, you know, and I, I'd love to know how you got from, from there, from that <laughs> really low difficult place to, to being able to look back and have that perspective. Cause I think at the moment there might be people listening who've had one of those things happen or a couple of those things happen or be looking at their life now with COVID and think how am I going to rebuild my life into something that feels good for me?
1: Yeah so um, I think from that moment when I sort of returned I think I was probably not in a good place for some time so I don't think you just suddenly bounce back necessarily and suddenly come up with these great inspiring ideas and off we go again. And I think it's as simple as that. So I went through a period of probably what I call recovery, really, where I needed a huge amount of support. I did do a few crazy things um to try and sort of give myself a bit of a boost and a kick up the bum. Um, and I I didn't have I think, we, we just to add to the extra stress of everything. When we sold up we had a number of properties in New Zealand, but the property market had crashed so a lot of the properties that we bought suddenly were worth a lot less but we had to sell them pretty quickly so we also sold them for even less (laughs) and uh, um, so I didn't come away with as much as I would have liked to get myself reset up again Um, and you know having got to that age of 40 you'd like to think you'd be in a fairly strong financial position but um, yeah unfortunately because of the timing of everything we did lose a lot of money um, so I had enough just about to put on a deposit on a property and I did get a job which was working pretty much full-time hours locally which was horrendous actually I lasted about two months and realized that wasn't going to work for me but um, and I started trying to try and rebuild my life but I have to say I needed a lot of support and help so I got referred because I recognize or my parents recognised I was probably depressed. So I went to my GP and was put on antidepressants. Um, I was also referred for counselling. So I went through all the counselling and the lady that did the counselling, you, know, you get some like free, 10 free sessions. Then it comes to an end and that's it. But um, I carried on with her for at least another probably 18 months. could even be two years. It's hard to remember exactly, but for some time. And I saw, continued with her weekly Um, Then it went fortnightly and then it went monthly. And it was a bit like I was having to come off of a drug or something and became addicted to having my coaching sessions. And she was like a life coach, but she was holding me together. That's how I saw it. She was holding me together and I really needed that uh help as well as the drugs um but during all of this I bought a business so I set myself up in business and you might think what a crazy thing to do um and there were days when I probably wondered myself what was I doing um but you know I suddenly realized and I think sometimes when your back is up against the wall it's quite amazing what kind of makes you get up in the morning and get on with your day and actually fight each day to get through the day, to earn some money, to put the food on the table and pay for the mortgage and keep a roof over our head. And I guess I went into survival mode. I think that's the only way of describing it. I was in survival mode and I did what I had to do. I worked really hard. Um, I became very focused. I still needed support. I had times when I would break down I made some really bad des- business decisions because I was still quite emotional and you know what my trigger is is that I've recognized now and all the work I've done on myself is that um I have quite severe feelings of abandonment and I think this is quite common actually This sort of like feeling of feeling abandoned but um Uh, it it stems right back and I now know from lots of work I've done on myself and kinesiology sessions and spiritual work that it comes from even before I was actually aware of it when I was a very young child uh, probably three years old when I first sensed feelings of abandonment and it's something that I'm very sensitive to through my life and I can give you tons of times when I feel I felt abandoned for different reasons and so um, I found that in business this is going to be quite interesting for you hopefully and anyone listening to this that if I lost a client it almost felt like it was a trigger to those feelings of being abandoned that I wasn't good enough and so that brought up feelings of self-worth um so that was something I I I probably wasn't 100% conscious of, but I knew that there was some trigger going on there. That wasn't good for me. So in more recent years, I've had to learn to let go. And I think that's just a really important thing. And I've done lots of things around um, not taking anything personally and actually letting go of stuff and not needing to control everything. Because obviously, when I was in that situation, when I was literally, you know, thrown out of the country and coming back here with my two young children... I felt I'd lost so much, completely out of control. So I was desperate for some control. So when you can't control things, you then become a bit of a control freak. So that's, <laughs> so that's just something I recognise in myself sometimes. I, I just don't like the feeling of not being in control. And listen, this last 12 months, boy, have we all felt absolutely no control of what's going on around us, haven't we? So it's probably triggered a few things in me as much as anyone else a fact we can't control so much Mm. but um yeah I think I would just want to just go back to that the first few years was really I had to dig deep I had a lot of amazing support I sought out help I got help and I pieced my life back together bit by bit and I managed to build a business and then I wanted to help others because I think sometimes when you found yourself in the worst possible situation somehow somewhere in deep inside there becomes well for me anyway I can only speak for my own personal experience but this sort of deep-rooted um personal need to want to help other people mm-hmm. you know to reach out and You know, whatever level that is, but to make a difference, to be the person that can listen to whatever the problem might be, be the listening ear, provide that space. Well, ultimately, with my Women Mean Biz Network, it was to help empower women to be independent and find a way of being successful, but not just because of success, but because of the financial freedom. And then ultimately, the choices that gives you, because... I was in a place where I didn't have that many and it's not a nice place to be. So, um, I think that's sort of my driver really. And, um, you know, part of my story of, of, you know, who I am and what I do now.
0: Yeah. Thank you for sharing. I think that there's, there's something, isn't there, that they say it's, you're almost like helping yourself as you were however long ago there can be that desire to, to be the support that maybe you wish you had or kind of help people. Um, and I think sometimes, I don't know whether you agree with this, that sometimes it sort of can help you kind of make sense of your own stuff. If you can like use the things that have been difficult for you in a positive way, it almost kind of <laughs> makes it easier to deal with and live with it. Cause it's like, oh, it's useful now. It's, um, it's helpful. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Yeah. well you know I think that's why to some extent I'm very philosophical about it now and I believe that when something goes wrong in your life there's a lesson to be learned with Mm -hmm. that um you know we make mistakes as well there's always lessons to be learned I think life is about when things go wrong I think it makes you stronger I think you learn so much more when you have to fight um and I believe it's made me you know, the person I am today has made me a better person, it's made me a wiser person. It means I have a lot I can offer people, uh, a lot of wisdom there, um, talking from experience and, and also compassion and empathy for others as well. Because if you've been in a situation yourself that's pretty uh, horrendous, you can really um, feel how others feel too. You know, that's I think it helps you relate to other people more, makes you more human. Um, and gives you that ability to connect
0: yeah yeah, yeah absolutely and um, thank you for sharing everything that you have and I think that's a really important thing to remember that it's not just uh, suddenly everything's okay bounce back that it does take time sometimes and, and needing that support but that it is possible to get through that stuff and, and learn the lesson from it and develop the compassion and all of that and I think that compassion to yourself as well is really important with that too
1: that's probably the bit I'm still working on <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, as women we're typical isn't it we put everyone else first Now, I always remember um one of our networking meetings there's a lady called Louise I'm gonna k- kick myself because I can't think of her surname don't come back to me because I'd like to mention her name she's so lovely um she did a keynote talk and she said I if you want everyone to get a piece of paper and a pen and I want you to write down the top 10 people in your life i start with number one and work your way down the top 10 people so then we all went off and we wrote down our top 10 people and she said okay right everybody done that brilliant what number were you
0: Mm.
1: and i thought i wasn't on there yeah and i thought what a great exercise because um you know, how many people would have just suddenly thought of everyone else, the top 10 people in your life. And I thought that was just, wow. And then she talked a lot about, you know, where do we need to be in this yeah. <laughs> top 10? Um, yeah. So, yeah, so that compassion for yourself and actually, um, yeah, it's, it's a big one, isn't it? For a lot of people.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm still working on it and I have most days, um, I haven't done it the last two days actually, but most days I've got like this morning journal thing and there's a gratitude thing. And and so sometimes I find it quite repetitive. I'm like, my bed, because I've just got up and I'm tired. <laughs> but I try and um, particularly if I've got up and I've done yoga or something like that, quite often I try and put like, I'm grateful to myself because I've like shown up for myself today. And even if I'm not 100% believing it, I'm trying to get into the habit of going like, actually, yeah, I'm grateful for myself today because I've done this thing for myself. Um, I think it's a, yeah, it's a practice. It develops. It's uh... (laughs) it's hard. It's really nice that you share that actually because I do
1: my gratitudes every day in a journal and I started it this year for the first time I've never really done it consistently and I do have some days where I don't quite do it and then I might do one for two or three days you know for the last few days I think of all the things I've done and all the things I'm grateful for but I've never thanked myself I've never thanked myself I've never said thank you Philippa or acknowledged anything great that I've done I'm just so busy being grateful for everything else or everything you know the, the sun is shining today or um I don't know the, something my daughter might have said or done that sort of made me feel great or I'm grateful for my health I might be thankful for that and things like that. But I've never actually thanked myself for anything at all It never even occurred to me to do that
0: yeah it's something <laughs> to try and I, I, I'm not going to say it feels completely natural to do it and occasionally <laughs> also occasionally when I go and in, get into bed and sometimes I'll kind of like run through the day and sometimes I'll just like like I love you. And cause I start, I've been in a place where I absolutely hated myself, not in a great place. And so it's something I know I'm still working on and it still feels a bit weird, but I find that like if you do it, you know, even if you're like, Oh, this feels really cringy and whatever, it builds up maybe into feeling better about yourself. And so I don't do that every day and I'm not grateful to myself every day, but I try and sometimes be like, yeah, actually, this is what I've done for myself and appreciating myself for, for doing that. So there you go. You can try being grateful to yourself. <laughs>
1: That's really nice. I like that. I'm going to do that. I'm going to think of something tonight now, Hannah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I might say I'm very grateful for my podcast and talking to Hannah today. Is made me write the next thank you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, and then before we move on to my set questions, you said about the um, the importance of connection. and And we've kind of mentioned networking a little bit in passing. Um, and we'll kind of at the end tell people where they can find you and find your, your uh, networking if they want to find out more, which I 100% would recommend, because I'm in one of uh, Philippa's networking groups. <laughs> but what what is so great about networking from, from your perspective?
1: Oh, God, there are so many things. I, knew, I won't know where, when to stop, so tell me if I go on too long. Um, it's about people, and it's about... Um, For me, for me, what my network stands for is about being surrounded by positivity, motivated people, people who are supportive and kind, encouraging, and generally they've got you back. Um, It's a place where there's opportunities, it's creative and it's inspiring. Um, It's also about human connection, it's about relationships. But one of the things about my network for me is more about the long term, deep relationships. And that's one thing I feel passionate about, because I'm a really loyal person myself. And I truly, it's one of my biggest values is loyalty and honesty and openness and genuine, genuine, genuine relationships. I think, you know, the, the, the true relationships you have in life, Um that in your personal life, for me, the same should apply in your business life too. You're not going to do business with people and work with people that you truly like, you respect, that are credible, but ultimately that you really trust. And this trust thing is kind of something that you just don't automatically give somebody. It's something that, I don't think it's necessarily something you earn, Because you can decide to trust, you choose to trust somebody, but you do need some evidence before you do that, don't you? Um, And it's not about earning it, but it's about you need to allow two people to get to know each other over time. They've got to get to know how each other thinks and feels and what's their business about and get to know them as people. Because ultimately, when you do business with somebody, you're doing business with another person. They may have a product or a service that they're giving you, but at the end of the day, you're dealing with people and so for me, um, it's all about relationships. Um, so that's quite a long answer. Sorry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, it's fine. But um, you know, Sue so and I, um, you know, thinking about being uh, in the in the network, and I sort of joined actually during lockdown. It was a kind of let's uh, let's go <laughs> let's go for it and try and take my business more seriously, which I'm still only kind of half probably taking <laughs> seriously, but. <laughs> you know the the kind of opportunities for for learning and the kind of webinars and and those but definitely the connections and actually I think the setup where it is about genuine connection and curiosity and kind of learning about each other's business not in a hey let me tell you how great my service is and why you want to buy from me it's there's none of that and I've I've not done a huge amount of networking to be honest but I've been to some where it feels a bit like it's very am I going to get anything out of you no it's not what I'm interested in. And, and, and it doesn't feel like that. So actually, I had a conversation with someone which has led to some amazing opportunities for me and my business. I didn't even realize, I thought I was just talking about what I did, my business, and I was just waffling on about, about it. And obviously, that just clicked with them, and led to something great. Whereas if I've been trying to pitch or trying to sell or any of that, it, it probably wouldn't have had the same impact, but but just being able to kind of talk about what you do and have that passion, I, I think it's um yeah an amazing setup. And so thank you for that. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting though, because um I think that's that story that you've just said about the fact that you were having a just a chat and you're just talking about what you do and then you know the unexpected happened. And that's what I absolutely adore about networking because you don't really know Um, who you're talking to and who what influence they may have and who they know and their connections and what that conversation might lead to and for me I think I've written a blog somewhere about expect the unexpected and for me that is the um, I suppose the fun the excitement the just opportunities but you just don't know where they're going to come from and I think if you connect with with an approach that actually Um, Because I really like the way you've approached it, actually. You've you've seen it as a a way, a a really wonderful place to learn and to grow yourself and develop um, and, you know, come up with ideas and try things out. And actually, it's a great place to experiment, explore and all of those things. And then, you know, something great comes out of it, then that's a real bonus. You know, that's the icing on the cake. And I think if you have that approach, um, I, you know, I think it will it will bode well for the future. I think that's a really, really fabulous story.
0: And it's and it's really fun as well. It's nice, but, you know, some networking. I mean, it's a shame we can't go and have a nice lunch, which is how it used to be. Um, yeah. But it's, it's, it's enjoyable as well. And I think that's important, um, important too. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Before we move on to my set questions, I wonder if you have a, a final thought about networking, about life lessons, anything you want to share with
1: us um okay so obviously I think everyone should network but then I would say that wouldn't I (laughs) um but I do think that um my life lessons I suppose I think that things that I've learned through all the years um I think I've been able to build up my ability to be very resilient and I think that um putting work into your own self-belief is really I think important to make time for yourself to uh be compassionate towards yourself even if you don't say thank you to yourself but the thing that uh, put yourself first you know the to I don't know just make sure that you're looking after yourself is so important full stop in life um, but it will help you in business and um, just um, you know, listen to your gut as well. I think that's one thing I've done is if something doesn't feel right, you know, normally if you have a slight physical uh, reaction to something, your gut is just unbelievably accurate. It picks up on things that your brain doesn't. And I think it picks up on body language, it picks up on real subtleties, it picks up on an energy. And if something doesn't feel right, it probably isn't. I think also if something sounds good to, good too good to be true, It's probably too good to be true. There's no such thing as free. (laughs) And, um, you know, I just think that, um, but embrace things in life and be curious and find out about other people, you know, because they're interesting. And what I love about networking, and I like what you're doing um, with the podcast, is actually, it's about telling a story, isn't it? It's storytelling and it's human stories. It's real life stories. It's stuff that's really important and uh, I guess the thrill I get out of what I do with networking is I just absolutely love hearing people's stories. I'm inspired by other people's ideas, their creativity, their talent, you know, their spin on things. Everybody approaches things differently. I find that fun, exciting, and I think if you can just embrace, you know, um, people and you're generous with your time and you're kind and you're compassionate to people, um, then I think, you know, for me, those are the things that are important in my life anyway. I think that's what I live by and um, that sort of taught me a lot, really. And I just tried my very best to, to serve others, you know. And I think one of the questions I always ask in any Zoom one to want to have is, literally, I want to get to this question. It is simply, how can I help you? And, you know, for me, if I can make a difference and I can help somebody in some way, whatever that is, I've got no idea what they're going to say. They might say something, I think I've got no idea what the answer is to that. Um, But you know what? I know someone who does, and that's the power of networking, I suppose, ultimately, is actually you meet a lot of people and you get to know about a lot of things. So um, I suppose that's my passing um, lessons learned or ramblings on, whatever you want to call it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And I guess also in curiosity is one of my my core values and definitely part of... um, the the podcast having that curiosity and hearing people's stories but I guess if you can have that um, when you're networking with someone or just talking to someone having that being curious about trying to understand them and what's going on for them but also having that how can I help them not just well what can I get out of them it's a much more positive interaction can you imagine if both people had that same kind of let's be curious about each other and see how we can help each other be like this blissful amazing world. (laughs) We don't all do that, unfortunately. But um, I think it's a, a really powerful thing if you can be in that. Uh, that yeah, place.
1: I'll get to it as quickly as I can as well, actually, in a one to one. I randomly had somebody, I've now got a contact us page on my Women Mean Biz and We Mean Biz website. So someone can go on there and book a Zoom session with me there's no um, kind of like questions asked, you can just book one, right? And I've got no idea what it might be about. It could be from somebody randomly. And I did somebody I didn't know, I never heard of them before. They were based in London. They booked a Zoom session with me. And there is a little box to say, what would you like to talk about? That's it, what do you want to talk about? So at least I've got some idea what they might want to talk about. Because if they want to sell me something, um, you know, I'm still going to give them the Zoom session because I've put it out there now. So I'm going to see it through. Um, but at least I'll be prepared for whatever it might be and I can research them but anyway I had this one-to-one with some um, lady in um, London and I had no idea what she was going to talk about so I you know very very quickly on within the first few minutes I'm saying "Sarah, I'm I'm here we have a half an hour session how can I help you just a simple question how can I help you Um, and, and just see what she comes up with you know and it was a really great conversation and Uh, really interesting lady and what she wants to do and I can help her there's lots of things I can do to help her so
0: it was great great conversation awesome uh so Philippa I have some set questions I ask everyone that comes on and I'd love you do yes okay yeah Uh, so my first one is what brings you joy in your life
1: my family people friends um sunny days uh lovely home-cooked food walks Outdoors, mountains, lakes, Mm. um, being by water. I'm a Pisces, so I love the coastline. Um, Just fresh air and breathe, love smells, you know, just cut grass. Just simple. Sometimes it's the simplest pleasures. And I think the last 12 months has definitely taught us the simplest pleasures are sometimes the most wonderful. And um, on Saturday, was it Saturday or was it Sunday? I think it was Saturday, actually. I was walking through the park with my partner and I hope this is okay to say this. We sat down on a bench. <laughs> I'm not sure I'm supposed to do that now, but we did. And, um, you know, I kind of like put my feet up and he was lying there and I, I laid back and my head was on his lap and we were just soaking up the sun.
0: Mm.
1: We were just lying there. It was, he was sat there, I was lying um, over him. <laughs> <because of laughs> a pillow, and, um, and it was just that simple, just lying there, being mm. together not really talking we're just sort of like oh isn't this nice we hear the birds singing and the sun was shining and everything seemed really peaceful and it was just some moments and it was just really lovely and I just think sometimes it's yeah you can get joy from some very simple things can't you
0: yeah yeah absolutely I love all of those it's funny I am um, love being by the sea also but I'm not a fi- I'm not a water sign I'm a fire sign so it's kind of Oh, cools me, so maybe. Maybe me down. Maybe um, it cools me down because I got a lot of fire actually in my stuff. <laughs> um, anyway, that's digressing. Um, so my next question is: What makes life meaningful for you?
1: Making a difference.
0: Mm-hmm. Really simple. Whether it's to
1: anyone, my partner, my daughter, my son, people that are close to me, people in my network. just want to make a difference to people's lives. Um, And you don't always know how you touch people. And I I don't even think about it, I don't worry about it. I don't go out thinking, I'm gonna make a difference today. What am I gonna do? It's not um, necessarily a conscious thing all the time, but through just everyday interactions and conversations, um, I think actually listening to people is probably one of the biggest gifts you can give. Mm I'm a really big believer of that. Um, um, and sometimes you just don't know. Just the one thing you might say could be the right thing they need to hear in that moment in time. And it might be the most simplest of things you'd even think about it.
0: Mm.
1: But um, I think that, you know, I'm not here to conquer the world. I'm not here to, I don't know, I don't have any big ambitious statement really to say, other than I'm a great believer that if you touch, people's lives in the most simplest of ways and the most beautiful of ways and it could be one at a time or it could be I'm speaking in front of a crowd of several hundred people and there might be something I said that resonated with some of the people there you just don't know how what, what, what the ripple effect is of what you do do you know what I mean yeah so um I don't think too much about it but I just keep it as simple as that it's about just making a difference
0: yeah awesome I love that thank you so my next two questions are about our overarching topic of the podcast, which is mental wellness, mental well-being. So the first one is, what does mental wellness mean to you? Okay,
1: so I think for me, mental health and wellness is about being tuned in to your own needs, um, emotional, physical, spiritual, um, and all your you know, all your needs, um, health, health and wellness needs, mental health, so that you can recognise when you're not feeling so great, but actually that's okay and sometimes it's passing and it's good to actually just acknowledge sometimes emotions and feelings that you have. If they're sad, you feel like crying, or you feel a bit emotional, or you're a bit angry or whatever your emotions are, actually you know we're human and we all feel emotions and actually to accept them acknowledge them know it's passing through it's not going to be there forever and um often i think an emotion is for you to stop and listen to what's going on for yourself actually so it's always says for me it's a sign i need to what's that about why did i feel like that to ask yourself questions and um I think I've got much better as I've got older and wiser I think you just do you learn as you go don't you but I think yeah for me mental health and wellness is about just quite just being tu- tuning into yourself and giving yourself that space and time to do that
0: fab and then my follow-up is always for yourself how you manage your mental well-being so how do you tune into yourself to listen to that and if you realize all oh, there's something how do you look after yourself in that way yeah.
1: So um, do you know what? I am I go through fits and stages, if I'm honest with you. Um, sometimes I'm really on it and I'm super sort of like, like, like meditating every day. Um, I do a powerful walk first in the morning before I even have breakfast and I the sun's just rising and I get out and get fresh air for about 45 minutes before work, listening to a podcast that's going to give me an uplift for the rest of the day. I have a whole list of things that I do. Go to bed at nine o'clock, don't drink alcohol, um, eat really super healthy foods. Um, You know, I've got a list of targets I try to stick by. I'm much stricter Monday to Friday when I'm in the work mode. And I do really do try and stick to my goals. Um, I let myself off a bit more on the weekends. I actually think fresh air and walking is just for me the best tonic. I absolutely love being outdoors. And for me, it's like burying the cobwebs away and um, just being out in the countryside. I mean, you can walk around the city and you can walk around Bristol's beautiful, Um, but it doesn't for me beat like being on a coast a coastal path or climbing up a mountain or something like that i i, I just feel there's something about being at one with nature Um, I particularly love walking in the woods. There's something about trees and I have my favourite trees that I sit under and there's a tree in Goblin Coon, which is near me, which is absolutely beautiful for walks. Um, And there's a bench, which is positioned beautifully underneath this huge, huge tree. And I lie on this bench and I'm just looking up at the sky, looking up through the leaves and the branches and it's the most therapeutic thing. I could stay there forever. There's all these walkers going by. They're probably thinking, what's that woman doing lying on that bench?" looking up at the sky but I don't really care (laughs) um but yeah I think I do a combination of a number of things I love reading as well I read books and I think I get I like it's good escapism it might be a novel but it could be a self-development um but I do like reading a good book um not too much social media if I'm on social media too much that can really really affect my my sort of feelings I, I it just make me feel great I've got to be honest I don't think social media is great um for our mental health I think we need to make sure we restrict that so I have got various things on my um restrictions on my mobile that tell me I've been on it too long come off it so um, I do things like that to help myself, but, and too much screen time at the moment. I do need, I have to consciously take, make myself take breaks. And there are some days I don't take enough breaks. So I pay for it afterwards. If I haven't really been on top of it, then I will feel very tired back by the evening. So um, yeah, it's a combination. It's all those things are really good for you and keeping fit. Yoga, I love yoga. I haven't been able to do much of that. So well, it'll be good when the gyms open up again and I can go back up my gym.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I was just thinking now if I see anyone like on a bench under a tree, I'm like, is that Philippa? Is that <laughs> <laughs> you yeah.
1: yeah. um, I mean one thing I forgot to mention, which is really important, is human connection. Mm. You know, um, you know, just pick up a phone, talk to a friend, someone you haven't spoken to for ages. And in fact, my goals I set at the beginning of the year, and one of them is on there, is um ring phone one friend or family member every day. Mm that in particular sort of rotate it to people I wouldn't normally speak to as well you know so it's not necessarily my closest friends it's just somebody I might not have spoken to for two or three years just ring them randomly so it's that human connection as well I think so important.
0: Yeah I made a list um beginning of last week I think I read something about friendship or I was listening to something and I was like oh I'm going to connect with these people but I only I think I only made it to like one or two people on the list and then um, put it to one side but maybe I'll pick that up this week and um, it was the who are people that are really important to me like friends wise to kind of try and more regularly contact mm. them and um, yeah and having that reminder oh it's been a while since I spoke to this person let me yeah.
1: I know we're on a podcast, but that's kind of like my sort of oh, okay. list. Yeah. So it's uh, so I'm I'm doing it the wrong yeah. way. There we go. <laughs> yeah January. But you guys. get you yeah. get the idea. So there, there you probably see it now. Yeah. yeah. So, so that started in January. and It carried on. I just haven't. I just decided. Actually, I'm just going to keep it there. I'm going to yeah. just keep trying to live by that. Yeah. as much as I can I'm not it's not perfect it's not like January was really strict because that was my sort of new year so I've just shared sorry for those listeners that are listening thinking what, what are they talking about now I've just said my January goals which was um there were 11, 11 goals I set myself all around my um health and wellness mm-hmm. so um and I followed that through so that means cutting out alcohol phone a friend a day daily gratitudes drink tons of water um stop work at five o'clock. I felt that today because I don't see this as work. though. six o'clock now, isn't it? <laughs> um, meditate every day for 10 <laughs> minutes. A daily walk before work. Um, listen to a podcast. And alcohol-free.
0: Mm. Yeah, I've got a list of goals that I reset in January. And some of them I don't do every day. But there are some, like my morning yoga is a non-negotiable. And so some days, it's if, if for whatever reason, I've not been able to do it in the morning... I do it later in the day because that is my absolute non-negotiable that I need to do. And then there are others that I try and do and then some of the, some have slipped a little bit towards the end of February. Uh, but it's a new month now, but um, yeah, I think that's great. So my next question is sometimes a bit of a challenge for people, we'll see. How would you describe your own mindset?
1: Oh, I would say I have a resilience and a strong mindset. When I set my mind to something, there's not much that will get in the way of me wanting, getting to, to achieve it. Um, I think I'm quite stubborn and I don't give up easily on anything. So even if I try something that doesn't quite work the first time, I think, okay, what can I do that's gonna make it better next time? Or how can I improve on that? Why did that not work? And um, I have a bit of an attitude to just keep trying um and eventually something was stick and just for me in my mindset it's all about also continually learning mm-hmm. about myself and other people and the world that I live in and being open to new ideas and other perspectives on things trying not to be closed and I'm, try to be non-judgmental of others as well so it's not always easy sometimes we do have our own judgments don't we because we're influenced by what we were taught when we were growing up and things like that but I try and keep as open-minded as I can and um, yeah I'd say that's pretty much you know I'm very I'm quite driven I wouldn't say I'm very very driven but I am driven to um, serve so it's different to achieve or different to being hugely successful I'm driven to serve more so it's not about the money although it helps (laughs) it helps pay the bills Mm. um but for me it's a bit deeper than that
0: yeah so i think does that answer the question it does well it's the thing that they're quite open questions which is quite fun because then people interpret them in their own way which um which is great uh so my next question is one of my favorite to ask because i'm a very curious person um is uh, for everyone that comes on, I ask them to leave us with between one and three top tips of things that we could try out in our life that could have a big impact. So do you have a top one to three tips for us? So are
1: they top tips about my business or any top tip? Anything, anything. Anything, okay. I think my first top tip is to just be curious, be curious about life, be curious about information. And be curious about people. Um, just be curious about the world we live in and be open to learning from that curiosity. Um, they say that curiosity killed the cat, but I don't believe in that. <laughs> um, and when I say to my partner, I'm really curious, he says, that's just, you're just nosy. But <laughs> not nosy, I'm just curious. I think curiosity is a good thing. It's about being open and wanting to learn and find out stuff, whatever it might be. But it's people or things or books or whatever. Just be curious. Life's interesting and the world's interesting that we live in. Um, so that'd be the first thing. Um, I haven't thought this through, Hannah. I'm not the first for this. Um, I would say the second thing is to um, I teach a lot about this in my network, actually. It's just give without worrying about what might come back. So give without thinking about receiving, give unconditionally. And you can give in so many ways. You don't need to give money. It's not about that. It's about giving your time, um, giving, that um, may be an act of kindness of some sort. Um, but I think that we we can, just just giving love, you know, being loving towards one another. Um the gift can be anything, you know, you could give, give, um, you could give a gift, it could be a physical thing, it could be a time thing, it could be an act of service, it could be, there's so many ways that you can give. But if we we're all giving, then we we're receiving. If everybody was to give, what sort of world would we live in? It'd be amazing, wouldn't it? um so it doesn't cost anything to give and it's just a nice thing to do and often when you give it not only is it nice to the person maybe you've been you're giving to but it it feels nice for you too there's a a feeling of satisfaction that you've been able to to give something to somebody so um that would be my second one is give just do it <laughs> um i think that's the third one i'm going to be i think and um, i'm probably i think when i've when i've really gone through my worst times i've probably struggled with this more recently than in my i am somebody who is um people see me i think but she's so strong she's so brave she's so courageous but there are times when you need to ask for help um, there are times when you need to ask for help. And I think um, it's not a weakness by asking for help. So if you are struggling with anything at all, then ask for help. But I get called up on this by my friends who say to me, we're here for you. You just ask. We're here. Don't forget, you, you a problem shared. There's a problem half. Just talk it through. There's something going on. So I think that a lot of us don't always ask for help. We suffer in silence or we struggle with it in our own ways or we try and work it through. I and mean, I think some people just need to process it as well and that's how they just cope with stuff, with life, with things that are not going well for them. But actually, if you ask for help, you'll be quite surprised by the amount of help you'll receive and the people that will want to help you. No one wants to see... Anyone suffer? no one wants to see someone else struggle but I think it's the hardest thing to do it's a, because it's almost admitting you failed in some way or maybe admitting that things haven't worked out or admitting you weren't you maybe brings up feelings of not feeling good enough or I, know, I could have done better and now look at the mess I'm in and I'm you know can't possibly ask for help now but I think that's the biggest mistake that we make as human beings we don't ask for help And it sometimes makes you feel vulnerable as well, even asking for it. You know, you don't want to put people out or you don't want to worry other people and things like that. But actually we do, we need to, we need to ask for help. So I think even little small things, you know, there's no harm in it. Just ask for help, phone a friend, say I've struggled today or I've got something that's really bothering me. I just need to talk about it with somebody because if you catch it early on and it's the small things, it's not letting things build
0: up, you know? So yeah the third one ask for help yeah absolutely thank you for that and well I think sometimes we can and I'm not great asking for help either <laughs> um but sometimes we can have that like oh I don't want to burden people people won't want to help but I think if you think about it for yourself if one of your friends came to you wanted help most of us I would put money on it would be like absolutely like I'm there I'm there to support them I want to be there for them it makes me feel good but then we're like depriving our friends of that feeling by not asking them for help You know what? I learned that actually actually when you
1: show your vulnerability you are actually opening up an opportunity for a much deeper human connection between two people Mm. and it is like it Mm. really is opening up your vulnerability but that is where people really connect Mm. and they um, they see the real you because otherwise you're wearing a mask the whole time you're hiding your true feelings about whatever is going on for you by pretending everything's alright and you're strong. And actually, business is like that, isn't it? Networking can be like that too, that like everyone's sort of like putting their best foot forward and being, you know, turning up with their, you know, I don't know, just with their masks on half the time. And if everybody was really more truthful about how they really were feeling, you know, we'd probably really connect more. it's hard to do it's it's not always easy
0: (laughs) yeah yeah absolutely Uh, yeah so my next question and I love that you said you loved books a little while ago because this is a new question I'm throwing in about books because I also love books (laughs) so whether you have and it can be a book or a TED talk or something like that but um, a book that you love or has been really impactful for you that you want to share with us a book Mm. yeah
1: um I loved read. I love reading all books, but I mean, probably um, one book that just really, one book that really made me cry a lot um, was the Kite Runner. Have you read that one? Yeah, I absolutely loved the writing in the book and the story, and it was just unbelievable, heart well wrenching in places and heartwarming in others, but. that was about survival as well wasn't it and it was just incredible
0: yeah thank you for that because I think often people it's a new question I've started throwing in but people quite often go to like the personal development self helpy books which can be really valuable but it's lovely to have a fiction it's fiction book um recommended because actually stories we're very story-based narrative based aren't we we love stories and actually they can really have a profound impact on us as well um so yeah thank you for that and then my Mm -hmm. Yeah, my final question is where people can connect with you online. Um, I know we've mentioned your networking organisation in passing, but if you could tell us what they're called, where we can find them, uh, that'd be great. Yeah,
1: thank you, Hannah. That's wonderful. Um, Well, you can find me via the websites and I have two. One which is um, www.womenmeanbiz.co.uk and then the other one is we mean biz. I'm also on LinkedIn. If you just look up Philippa Constable, you can connect with me on LinkedIn. And trying to think of any other ways, I've also got Twitter accounts in both my business names and what on Instagram. So if you just look for me in social media, I think if you even put my name in Google, you will find me. (laughs) So put in Philippa Constable and it will come up with all of you the options below
0: yeah and we'll absolutely link in the show notes as well so people can find you from there and uh, link you in, our, in social media when we post so people can find you there as well
1: wonderful yeah thank, thank you. you so
0: much Philippa. sorry that we've gone over at your uh, like work deadline <laughs> but it's been lovely to chat with you in a different way to how we um, how we chat usually with networking but thank you so much for joining us and sharing with us today
1: you're very welcome really enjoyed it thanks hannah
0: So a massive thank you to Philippa for joining us and I really enjoyed this conversation. And as I said, I am part of one of Philippa's networking organisations. Um, and I just really love the community that she's built. And I think that is one of the amazing things about it is yes, it can, it can be beneficial for business, but really their sense of community is, is so valuable. Uh, so thanks to her for creating that as well um, and for everything that she shared. And a couple of things I wanted to comment on. One, the the idea of being a control freak when things have been out of control, I can 100% relate to that. Uh, It's something that I am realising more and more about myself, actually, about how, although logically, I know that life is uncontrollable, we still want to control things. And, um, It can be quite anxiety-provoking, I think, when we realise that things aren't under our control and then that that can kind of play out in all kinds of different ways. So I definitely related to to that. Um, I wanted to share that. The um, yoga being non-negotiable made me chuckle a little bit because if you listened last week and I was talking about kind of ups and downs and how sometimes it can be difficult to commit to things because life happens, our mood dips, and yoga as a non-negotiable has gone out the window, but it's definitely something... I'm missing and I'm going to start adding back in um, and that really is something I've mentioned on the podcast and I, I joined Leanne Matthews who was on episode 64 I believe um, on her Facebook page and I've also shared a link to this video uh, on the Psyche Coaching Facebook page so you can check it out there as well and Leanne and Samantha do something monthly called What's Up Wednesdays and I joined them to, to really talk about this to talk about mental health well being Uh, the fact that maybe we need to lower our expectations really (laughs) for ourselves because actually there can be this really harmful message that I've spoken about before and that toxic positivity and this idea that we have to be doing it and you know that if we miss more than one day then we're not really committed to it or or whatever and and I think that's quite harmful and so I am being kinder to myself but it did make me smile (laughs) when I heard that about being non-negotiable because I was like oh that, that that has not lasted into the year um and actually maybe previously at times I would have felt really bad about that and kind of had it on that guilt of like oh no but I'm I'm being kinder to myself and so I just laughed uh, at it and you know uh, checking in with myself I feel I'm mostly making some nurturing choices for myself I could probably do more um but I'm doing okay so um yeah <laughs> just made me chuckle another thing that I'd just like to to reiterate is that message that came through from Philippa about asking for support and, re- and reaching out for help and that it really is okay to to ask for help you know we all need help sometimes and it's not a sign of weakness to ask for it and it can be really difficult and I say that as someone who does find it really difficult to to ask for support if I'm if I'm struggling um, again, even though logically I know that it's um, beneficial and and all of those things, it can still be really hard to do. So I, I just really wanted to reiterate that it is okay to ask for help. And if you are finding it difficult to ask for help, that's okay as well, because it is difficult sometimes to, to reach out. But you absolutely can, you know, if you, if you feel able to and want to and are deserving of that support, because I think that can be a, a big thing that we add on. Uh, for ourselves. Um, We were talking about networking and I said about um, not really taking my business seriously which is probably also true and so this is something I've said to myself that I would mention more often on the podcast uh, but don't frequently uh, or very rarely so I'm, I'm going to today because Philippa mentioned about having worked with a coach and the benefits of that so if you are interested in exploring coaching particularly in the kind of mental well-being space, which is how I work, then check out my website uk because I do have a couple of coaching spaces available at the moment if you are interested in working with me. And then final, final thing, partly because I'm looking forward to my cup of tea in the garden, but also because the battery on my laptop is getting low and I don't want to cut out, but If you are um, a regular listener, a new listener, just I really want to say that I appreciate you for tuning in and listening to the show. And if you do enjoy the show, I have a slightly different ask today, rather than rating and reviewing, although that is always appreciated. But the British Podcasting Awards of 2021 uh, have just opened up the voting for their Listener's Choice Awards. So if you love the show or even just enjoy the show, like it, have found it useful, um, it really would mean a lot if you would vote for us as your listener's choice in the British Podcasting Awards. Uh, So if you just search British Podcasting Awards listener's choice, and then you can just put in Psyche and you'll be able to find us. That would be awesome. I think that is only for UK-based listeners. Um, So to all our listeners uh, everywhere else in the world please just carry on listening. Um, As I said, it really means a lot. And you know, that's, I didn't get into podcasting to win awards or anything like that. It's just, hey, it's a fun thing to to enter and to see. But what really means a lot to me is that you're tuning in, that you're listening and that you are spending some time with us each week, twice a week, if you listen to both episodes. Um, And so just thank you for that. I really appreciate you for joining us. And that's it from me. I'll be back on Wednesday when I am joined by my friend Hem uh, for a really, really fun conversation. I haven't edited it yet, so I can't even remember what we talked about, but I know it was great fun. So uh, please join us uh, talking about um, self-love, self-care, all of those great things. Yeah, so please, please join us again for that. Until then, as always, take care of yourself, be kind to yourself, and I'll speak to you soon. Bye for now.